Hello everyone, this is Josh Carr with The Real Angle, and today we're talking to Jonathan Pfeiffer. JJ, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Great, great, thanks for joining, thanks for joining. Pleasure. So I always like to start with the basics. Uh, you run Parkstone uh, Management, and I always like to put out uh, the web address in case anyone wants to look it up. That's parkstonemanagement.com. So let's start with the basics. Uh, what does Parkstone do? Uh, Parkstone is a, uh, an investment and development company that I founded around 2014. Um, uh, the, the business, you, you know, I, I, I grew up, um, in a very entrepreneurial household. Uh, everybody in my family, you know, started their own business with varying levels of success, some quite a bit. Um, and I, uh, when I went into real estate, it was always my goal to to uh, start my own business. So I worked oh, for right. a few people um, growing up, uh, Josh, you being one of them, when yeah. I graduated uh, master's in real estate finance at NYU. Uh, it was a crash course on uh, on finance, which we could get into at some point. Funny stories. Sure. Sure. Um, and uh, when, when I started out, we, we initially wanted to buy deals in Manhattan, um, we found a phenomenal deal. Uh, we needed time to, to put it together. What we realized very quickly was that in order to participate in New York City, you had to be a big boy and play the big boy table, um, a big person table, as it were. And, sure. and uh, we, uh, you know, we weren't we weren't there yet, and we we ended up losing a great deal because our just our process was a little bit slow. So um, I looked around and I said, well, I want to, I want to, I live in New York City. I want to benefit from the story and the growth that is New York, but I need, I need a bit of a different market dynamic. So we started looking around New York um, in New Jersey and Brooklyn. And there, there was a little bit more patience. There was a little bit more time that was allowed. There were, there were less mature markets, less active investors. And uh, it's there that we found our niche and uh, sure. our success. Sure. And, you know, it's funny because, I mean, when you talk about, you know, secondary markets of New York City, you know, be it, you know, Brooklyn, I think, is at this point primary. But when you think about yeah. like, the Jersey cities of the world or the Hobokens, like these are still major metro areas. Like it's still absolutely like, people. Talk, I mean, I think people sometimes forget like New York City on its own is something like 10 percent of the American economy. Like it's it's a it's a and I'm pretty sure on that number. It's a mammoth market. So yeah, secondary Huge. markets are still bigger than uh, some European countries. So, so what kind of so so is Parkstone just you? Do you have partners? What's what's your what's your layout right now? I'm I'm 100% of Parkstone. Um, okay. My my model is I uh, really I have three buckets of, of of deals that I do. I have deals um, that I do on my own. Those will be probably smaller deals. Sure. Uh, I have deals where I will raise sort of a, as a friends and family. And then I have larger deals that I do where I'll partner with, um, you know, co-developer and, uh, we will, um, we will go out to more, um, uh, you know, high net worth family office types and we'll raise money from there and deploy it into, uh, into different deals. Semi-institutional, if you will. Yeah, so you, yeah, men yeah. you mentioned development, so let's talk yeah. about pipeline. Like, um, what do you? 
are you look looking now at value add type deals, ground up development? What's what's the sweet spot that you're looking at these days? Yeah, I I have over the last number of years, I've focused on um, uh, value add, and we're we're not core buyers of anything. Uh, and anything that I buy, look, we, the reality is most of the stuff that I buy is off market. I mean, my our secret sauce is yeah is really to go out to walk streets, um, to network with with owners and to source deals that way. And, and we've been sure. doing that for 10 years uh, successfully. Um, uh, everything that we do, you know, there, there's got to, you know, it's all about basis. And I think in the market right now, what we're witnessing is the importance of making sure that your basis is good. There's only so much that we can control in terms of capital markets, mm-hmm. um, and and whenever you make an investment, you need margin because a especially with you know with with development, there's a lot of risk that that entails, sure. um, and there's a lot that we don't control. Uh, so the last deal that I completed was a uh, 100 unit uh, ground up development project in Jersey City in the Journal Square market. I brought on a 50 percent partner. Um, I found the deal, as I said, by walking around in the market, found a piece of land that I liked, found who the owner was, called him, made a deal subject to entitlement, which is, again, something that is hard to do in takes time. certain markets. But, right. you know, in other markets, you can. Um, when we got our entitlements, uh, we we broke ground right around the start of COVID. Uh, that was an interesting experience. Yeah, you're talking about things you, the things you can't control. That would be an yeah, example exactly. of something exactly. you can't control. Um, so, we, you know, we, we had locked in a lot of our hard costs on the deal. We did experience some inflation um, and uh, really built through the pandemic and uh, happy that we did because ultimately we were one of the few people that, that really sort of hit the market well. Um, our absorption was great. Uh, the deal ended up being a great deal. Rents we kept going through, up, right? Or, I mean, rents kept going yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, rents rents ended up being, you know, I think 30 to 40% higher than we had underwritten. So whatever increase there was in costs was more than offset by the increase in in um, in rent. What, what was it like building um, during COVID? What, what kind of issues did you run into? Well, uh, you know, we had, we had, on this particular site, we had a lot of uh, rock. Uh, you know, the Palisades Rock, where we built, is some of the hardest rock in the world. So, and we were adjacent to two schools. So, as whereas in, in some situations, you could just you know dynamite the thing and move on. We had to chip it. So, um, at the at the start of COVID, our view was, well, let's maybe chip a little bit slowly to see kind of how this all plays out. Okay. And okay. we did that. It took you know a few more months than. Than it could have, um, okay. you know, by design, and uh, then we we decided we were just going to move ahead with the project, and um, uh, and um, you know, obviously we got hit with some lumber increases that were fairly significant. Uh, sure. We built sure. uh, the, the building is a, a, a four over two podium structure, and uh, so we had you know four of the floors were. Uh, wood four stories um, of stake over two stories concrete sure that's correct yeah and um which is what everyone's uh, building now i mean that's sort of the the standard building type it seems and yeah secondary yeah yeah program. well depending on depending on the market that you're in it's 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 um you know it makes sense sure 
sure. No, it, it's your your comment about uh, you know it's it's always interesting talking to people who build in dense urban regulated markets. You know, so your comment about chipping versus other markets where you just be like blow up the rock and move on, move on. Like, yeah, that's it. You know, it's yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. I get it. I get it. It's uh, it's the problem of neighbors. So but I, I don't think I actually answered one of your questions, which is pipeline. So in, in terms of pipeline, uh, we have so in any in any market that I'm in right now. I mean, we we have active projects in Brooklyn. We have active projects in Jersey City. We have projects in other markets. Uh, we have a, a large 400 unit project in Reno that we're doing with several partners. Um, uh, you know, being actually a, a, a great market. Uh, also, you know, stick construction, two and three story buildings. Um, uh, we're going through a bit of a slow approvals process there. Uh, we, our land basis, again, to, to, to my earlier point of a basis is very low. We bought it. We have no debt on it. Which if it takes great. a little bit longer, land is very cheap out there. It, it, it's really fine. It doesn't really impact the deal that much. Um, uh, in Jersey city, I've got, you know, pipeline about a thousand units right now. Um, and some of those deals I'm working on are subject to entitlements, which I'm very fine with at the moment. Uh, some of them I've, I bought that I, and I own, and we're taking our time through the entitlement process. Uh, what I'm focused on, I think as a developer, I'm sure you hear this all the time. You really have to be sort of an optimist and, and, and ultimately I, I am an optimist. I think that the next few years are going to be a story about oversupply in a lot of markets, uh, in Jersey City included. And I think all of that supply needs to play out. Um, I think the deals that are currently in development by and large are probably going to experience some difficulty um, in terms of their financing. And what I mean by that is... Um, you know, you, you really need to have, I think, deep pockets, especially in these in these times. Yeah. Um, I think a lot new deals are, are going to be extremely hard to pencil out. So what will happen is some a lot of these deals will get delivered. They'll get absorbed over time. And then you'll start to see rent start to you know, creep up again. And mm -hmm. there'll be a need for new product in the market. And I think... For our longer-term deals, we want to be ready to develop with with entitled projects when we see that opportunity, or before we before that actually happens, so that we could be in the market when those things happen. Now, when there's no actually demand, yeah, yeah I mean, no, no one gets timing perfect, but uh, I think when we start to feel like the market's a little bit more stable, we'll feel a little bit better about um, getting some of those projects started. No, it, I don't anticipate we'll get anything started within the next twelve months, though. Yeah, just because of everything going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. material costs, I mean, they've come down, but still supply chains are a mess and interest rates yeah. are still high and et cetera. No, it's interesting. I mean, you're definitely, the fact that you have a pipeline is interesting because you're thinking about it more than just simply one deal or this deal. It's more sort of like, how do I phase this? How do I bring it on board? I do need to ask the obvious question, which is uh, Reno, Nevada is not next door to New Jersey. So uh, wh why Reno? And this is nothing against <laughs> Reno for anyone listening, but why like how how'd you end well, up out there well you know it, it, it it's interesting so i, I want to add one other element here um for the next couple of years we're actually starting a new platform with several partners where we're going to focus much more on acquisitions i think the ability to go out okay. to the market and to buy 
uh, at or below replacement costs in many markets is going to be, it's going to be a really significant opportunity for a number of reasons. So I don't think there's a reason necessarily to do development uh, near term, because I think the opportunity will be elsewhere. Um, you know, that said, longer term development uh, opportunity is, is still important. Based on where you're on the with, cycle. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. With, with, with respect to your question, um, uh, I think when I looked at where things were, uh, how geographically you know, focused I am relative to risk in, in the Northeast. Um, I looked at some partners, a partner in specific that I brought on uh, for my Jersey City project. It's a, uh, a partner, uh, Fields Grade. It's, 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 um, it's a, a group that's led by uh, phenomenal guys, great guys, uh, somebody named, by the name of Greg Russo, who's a principal okay. at Iron State, um, and two brothers, Robich and Caulfield, who, um, Ran, uh, run a construction company as well. Uh, it's been a great partnership. We're, we're doing other deals together. I think collectively we all we looked at each other. And we said, well, let's try and be a little bit more geographically diverse. We, we all have great networks uh, in, sure. in, the, in the industry, and um, we started to look at other markets. Uh, we, you know, deal in uh, in Denver, um, okay. in Reno, um, and and elsewhere. And I think. The, the the process you know, you know our, our sort of this this next iteration of this business which will be with those guys um, will include a number of different areas uh, I think that when 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 we were sort of wrapping this up we went to other markets we spent a lot of time in the Atlanta market and it was really in hindsight the height of the market because we went there. We said, "Hey, this is a great market. Let's let's try and find a co-developer on the ground and 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 put a deal together." But none of the deals made sense. Everything was like, "Let's build to a five cap." And yeah, and, no, and, it was madness. It was madness. Yeah. And 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 it's just we're not. You know, we've maintained a pretty good investment discipline and um, really aren't encumbered with deals that are, you know, sort of. At, at a level where it's it's you know frankly problematic, um, mm-hmm. but that's where the market was and is in a lot of these areas, which is why I think there are going to be uh, quite a few opportunities there. No, it, and that's why I was asking. I mean, because it's yeah. Reno, and this is again nothing against Reno. It's just usually when I talk to people from the New York metro market, and I say, "Where are you looking?" If not New York, Florida always comes up. Yeah, sure. They have some generic southeastern location. They're like, I'm looking in Nashville. I'm looking in Austin. There were certain cities that everybody was looking in. And of course, you know, if you have everybody looking in the same market, um, pricing, you know, so. uh, Our our focus is, you know, as we expand this business to other markets, our focus is really having great partners, local partners in other markets. And to the extent that we feel very comfortable with a local partner, we will go into that market. And I think, uh, so for us, this business, the, the partner, you know, is, is as important as the deal, maybe more important in, in certain respects. And so we felt we have, we have somebody who's based in San Diego. We look at some deals there and he brought us into the deal in Reno. Um, we like him, we like the market there as we got and to know right. it. And, and that was the genesis of it. And at the end of the day, it's still just housing. I mean, there, there's definitely a yeah. lot more like than there's not. I mean, I, yeah. you know, it's, it is, uh, in some ways, our business is tricky. In the other ways, it's um, you know there are only so many ways to build a, a building. So yeah, yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting. So 
so financing structures, we talked a little bit about financing structures and about your different pools of equity, and that's great. Um, you know, Jersey City obviously is relatively regulated. Uh, you know, that market, you're dealing with rent control issues, you're dealing with that sort of stuff. I imagine in Reno, that's not even on the table or conversation. Um, no. You know, I'm just throwing this out there because it seems like rent control is like a great 30-year pendulum where it seems like we alternate between left and right on good idea, bad idea. And I'm not asking if you think it's a good idea, bad idea. I'm saying rather, does that enter into your thinking like when you're looking at a market like Reno? Like, is that- Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, very much. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I ended up focusing a lot on new development because new development to the extent that- um, you know, you may or may not have a component of, uh, you know, rent protected tenants in a, in, in a building as a part of an approvals process. But um, I, you know, pretty, I try to exclusively uh, focus where or at least the majority of the units are uh, free market. I've owned rent stabilized buildings. It's a very, very different business. It's, 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 um, it's a very, I find it's a very difficult business. Uh, it's very difficult to make money. Um one of the projects that I'm uh, working on. So in Brooklyn, I do much more boutique condo projects, and I think it ties in well with what you're saying. Uh -huh. um, when the when the rent laws changed in New York in 2019, uh -huh. it became very difficult to condo a building by design. They wanted to keep as many buildings in a stabilized pool as possible. Right. The only way to do it was to get a vacant building, really, in effect, and um, and at the same time, still to ensure that tenants were not removed there uh, in a way that was was problematic. They were not harassed could, and, in some form. Yeah, right? and, and and that could be an impediment to to actually uh, condoing the building. So right. um, we we have a project there. It's a, I have a great local partner in Brooklyn that with whom I've been doing business for a long time, Stuart Stuart Van Leenen. Uh, and another one in Matt Landos, and the three of us are um, have been doing these sort of smaller boutique condo projects in Brooklyn, and it's been great. And to the extent that we could find product, um, we're delivering into a market where inventory is down by seventy five to ninety percent, seventy five to ninety percent of this type, not brand new big, you know, construction buildings with huge amenity fees and that are very. You know, very expensive condos. No, just smaller condo buildings. Sure. Small, smaller condo buildings, small, low, low amenity fees. So, but what you have is, you know, let's say we'll have a building and right next door, you have a rent stabilized building. It, it was built at the same time. It is the exact same building, notwithstanding our improvements that we're making. And we bought one for, let's say, just to, just to choose numbers, let's say $4 million or $5 million. And the building next door might only be worth a million dollars because it has tenants in there. Um that are, are there, uh, they're permanent legacy, right. uh, stabilized tenants. And um, it's it, it's a very different business. Uh, and it's very subject to regulation. And you have to make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're up for that. Well, well, yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing from you is, and I think it's, it's useful for some of the listeners is it's not just about, you know, rent growth. It's also just about headache. It's about paperwork. You know, like it's, a, it's about time allocation. Yeah, the, you only have so many hours in the day to manage exactly. the situation, and if you're managing paperwork, 
and moving it from one side of the desk to the other, like, like that's not creating value for anyone. Yeah, doc documenting a, a, you know improvements that you're making to ensure that you're complying. It's it just, it, it's fine. And you, if you have a machine that you could insert that building into where you have a lot of people that are under you that, that could do that, it could they actually do compliance. Great. Right. Um, but uh, if you don't, it, it's a lot. Yeah, and and I just yeah, and that's why I was asking. It's uh, no, it's definitely not that way in a lot of other markets in the United States. So it's uh, New York City's kind of an odd beast in that mm -hmm. way. So um, what sort of deals are? So you're focused a lot on resi, obviously. We talked yeah. about that. Any other product types you find attractive at this time, or are you really sort of sticking to resi? I, I look. I, I'm sticking to what I know. Um, you know, I, I when I look around the room, I you know. Retail had its big moment a few years ago where, mm -hmm. where values came down. Now it's compounded by the challenges of capital markets. Uh, office is having its moment right now. Um, even, you know, multifamily, to the extent that there's a stabilization, that had its moment in New York City and some other markets. Um, multifamily right now is, is having it a moment, but only to the extent that it's a capital markets driven issue. Uh, fundamentals are still very strong, um, so something I know and 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 will you know keep doing. Uh, um, no, and, and as far as, as, far as other things, not not really. It's been, you know either for sale or for rent product. I mean that gets back to your comment about investment discipline. You know it's yeah. uh, there's it's there's nothing more dangerous I think than someone who's just sort of chasing a yield. You know and then just yeah it's it's dangerous it's dangerous. So. Um, you know, I always like to ask people this one question, which is, you know, for good or for bad, things never work out as it is expected. Um, you know, big surprises recently. Any anything blow up in your face, or uh, you know, find gold bars in the basement. You know, it could be, it could be one or the <laughs> um, other. You know. Uh, well, I um, I could say that. We, uh, we we put a deal under contract in Brooklyn about a year ago, um, and the seller made representations that there was no harassment. So my two okay. partners and I decided, hey, let's take this year. It's very unusual to have a year to close on a deal in New York City. Mm -hmm. Let's take this year, try to get our, our plans as close to approval ready as possible. We will have saved a year of hold and finance and all that stuff. Right. And um, we're taking a risk here, but they're making representations. Anyway, it turned out there were there was harassment in the building. So turning uh, the heat off on people, pushing old ladies downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, look, some of it was benign. I mean, you know, it seemed like the guy died and some heat issues. So it's unclear if it, if, if there was really, you know, kind sure. of sure. a uh, you know, you know, an attempt to really harass people. Right. But the burden. Is is really on the owner, and 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 the courts are much, and you know the system is really designed to protect tenants. So um, we went back to the owner and we said, hey, uh, you know, we'll still buy this, but it's got to be at a significantly reduced number because the cure is that twenty five percent of the building that has to become stabilized. We said, okay, that's fine, but not only do we need a twenty five percent reduction in the price, we also need to the building is basically gutted. We need to you know, we need to completely renovate those units. So we need a reduction of the renovation costs for those units. To put the people back, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So so after a hemming and hawing and, and just not understanding, you know, they, they had 
Um, I think it took months and months and months of back and forth. They ultimately realized that we were right. And we, we made a, a deal that was within 1% of what we had offered them after discovering this. So I, I think, I think, I think it'll, you know, we, we're still in that process right now. This cure program is not something I've done before. So we're, 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 we're going into it right now. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to learn from this process. It does give us another six to nine months before we have to close, which we're not averse to right now. Um, so that was, uh, you know, look, we thought there was a decent chance that we were just going to lose our money there. Um, not our deposit, we've got, we've got on the back, but whatever soft costs we had spent with architects and engineers would, would have been gone. And, and again, that's part of this business. I mean, you go into things, you make, you, you make decisions, um, I would make that decision again. I think it was a good decision. And sometimes, you know, the decision doesn't work. Sometimes um, the bet works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, I think, I think part, part of this business is, you know, dusting off and, and, um, you know, recognizing, you know, uh, where you, where you maybe went wrong. Um, you know, there's another deal that I, that I actually closing on next week where it was a part of an assemblage, uh, where I, I, I put something under contract, um, had a hard deposit on it with the, with the goal of, of trying to pick up this middle piece, um, that ultimately I, I couldn't pick up. And so I had to walk away from a, a deposit. And again, it, it's a, it's a part, it's a part of the business. You have to sort of make decisions sometimes and, and be okay with something not going right. And, and uh, hopefully you're making a lot more better, good decisions than bad ones. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I guess my last question, you know, uh, in the future, you know, three to five years down the road, what kind of stuff do you want to be doing? Um, I, I think we're going to continue building out our, our, our pipeline of, uh, of developments. Uh, I think we're going to partner with um, two or three more good sponsors in markets that we're not directly in day to day. I think we're going to really push on the acquisition side of this new platform to buy over the next few years, uh, quite a few assets um, that are uh, up and running um, and sure. see them through this next sort of supply glut. And hopefully in a few years, maybe rates come down. That's going to be, that's going to be, um, I think that'll be an interesting opportunity. So in five years, I think it'll be hopefully with a, a platform of, um, of acquisitions that we've made over the prior number of years right. and a sort of consistently active uh, development uh, pipeline. Um, so a, a continuation plus the addition of the, of the acquisition arm. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, it's interesting. I mean, it's, I always like to ask people's the, their growth path. No, it, look, it's fun to talk to someone who's actually doing real development. Um, and, you know, is also talking about things like pipelines and strategy and all this kind of good stuff. Look, um, this has been very constructive. It's always good to talk about the markets and where we're going. Um, thanks again for spending time today. Well, I, I wait, I have, I have one sort of anecdotal, uh, anecdotal go, story go, go, go. that I'm happy that uh, I like yeah. to share. So when, when I, when I, when I, when I graduated from, uh, 
from uh, masters at NYU. NYU sure. um, I, you know, my my, my underwriting, my 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 skills uh, in the sort of Excel were 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 not uh, were not great. And one of the things that we did, Josh, at your company was, you know, a lot of developers are good at developing, not good at the numbers. So we would sort of come on and really on a long term basis help them figure out their numbers and yep, you know yep, yep, yep. interact with banks and things like that. And uh, when I when I uh, that was uh, that was a, a phenomenal way for me to to really internalize and understand the numbers. And it was a little bit of trial by fire because we would go and present to a client, JJ, you know, new 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 employee at Car Real Estate, and uh, you know, JJ, this is your assignment. You know, you got to be basically the finance guy for this. Hundred million dollar development. Figure, figure uh, it out. Figure it know, out. Know, fig, figure it out. Figure it out. Sink the good news is they generally knew less than you, so it was okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was okay. But, but with, <laughs> with, with some guidance, with some guidance from you at the time, uh, you know, we got through it, and uh, I think it ended up uh, for the better. So, well, got to got to thank you for that. Well, no, I, and I appreciate you saying that. I will say that uh, you know, for whatever it's worth, the the only thing I've ever done professionally. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed teaching and so, uh, and consulting is part of that too. It's, yep. uh, it's always fun to see where people end up. I'm the one, one reason I wanted to talk to you is cause it's, it's also amusing where like you actually, um, you know what you're doing and you've become successful, which is great. I've also had other people I've worked with who have gone on to greatness, who I just, I don't understand how, <laughs> to be very honest. I've had some students from Columbia where I'm like, really? <laughs> like, like you're, you're doing a billion dollar project? You? You're the one doing it, you know? You know, but again, you know. Better they convince be, somebody. Yeah, better to be lucky than smart, you know? Right, I mean, right, and that right, gets right, back right. to your comment about betting. Like, there's certain bets I think you make in your career where even if the bet turns out poorly, you're like, well, it was still a good bet. I mean, it didn't, I didn't win, but I mean, the logic was sound. It just, yeah. You know, you know, I mean, you yeah. know, I, I recently sold a building uh, where we were trying to sell it right before COVID and it fell apart because of COVID because um, the guy walked away when COVID happened. And uh, my business partner on that said, well, what could you have done differently? And I'm like, well, we could have sold it. We could have gotten them, their money hard before COVID happened. But, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, know, they were in the due diligence period. They walked away and then it took another year and a half to sell the building. Like, what, what do you, you know, COVID happened. So. Back, back to back to the point about basis. You know, you just gotta you gotta have margin, and and I think that's that's the lesson I think that a lot of developers are learning right now. Yeah, and they'll unlearn they'll unlearn that lesson and then learn it again. And there'll I mean, be another crop of people who make yeah. foolish mistakes, and then yeah. you keep going. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Yeah, that's fun to talk about. As anyway, well, well, nonetheless, thank you for saying that, and uh, and again, thank you for joining me. And uh, pleasure. Perfect. Okay. Take care.